de Global Latin Factor Podcast. 3, 2, 1, here we go. The Global Latin Factor, welcome back for another episode of the Global Latin Factor, the one-stop place where you can find everything, find out just about everything, about anything, contrib a contribution from Latinos to the world. And this is what we talk about. Reason being, it want to bring to the light once again, if you forgot, if you don't remember, if you, if you were never aware of how many things Latinos have contributed to the world, then this is the place where you're going to find out all about that. The global Latin factor, el factor global Latino. So we're going to get to our first part of uh, this, the episode. However, before we do, you know, I, I do have... Uh, because there's certain things that happen to us as Latinos, as Mexicanos, as bilingual speakers, then, you know, you find very funny sometimes. And it's interesting. And I would like to share the story with you. So this weekend, sometimes, at times, I'll be emceeing or um, go help out with, like, on the mic with some weddings and quinceañeras and things like that. And this weekend, one of the homies, uh, DJ Cream, shout out to DJ Cream. He hit me up. He said, you want to do a bilingual? You, sp you speak Spanish and English? Like, Simon, like, can you go ahead and uh, help me out with this bilingual? Like, I got you. But you know you know both, right? I'm like, bro, we're talking in Spanish. He's like, oh, si, verdad? I'm like, yeah, we are. Anyways, so we get to the wedding. Big shout out going out to the Garcia family, newly formed family. Beautiful wedding, beautiful place. And, uh, you know, we did our thing. And then <laughs> it's time to do... The official ceremony, and I don't think they—I don't think they capture what I did because uh, I just played it off a little bit. But I just gotta be honest. So in the list, you know, you got your maid of honor, you got your best man, and you know, you bring them in. I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding; just everybody does it different, but that's the way that they wanted to do it. So they line them up. First one's gonna be the best man and the the maid of honor. So I do the uh, English part, you know, and I say best man. And then I say, maid of honor. And I say, dama de honor in Spanish. And then I say, el best man. <laughs> I said el best man. <laughs> I said el best man because I just realized at that moment in time, I don't wear these before, but it was either one or the other, right? And it's either English, full English, or it's either just Spanish. But they wanted bilingual, and I can do that pretty well. My Spanish is solid. <laughs> My English is solid. Now I'm going to write in English. I'll be honest. I'm working on it. But I know what I'm doing at that time. But this time, I could not. I didn't know what to say. And I didn't bother to ask the DJ because, you know, he brought me in to help help him out. So, like, man, I'm never going to get you again. I can't believe you don't know. So, the next day, I sent him a message. Did you know where I realized? Like, what? I'm like, I don't know how to say best men in Spanish. I'm like, what? And then I hit up my uh, one of my brother-in-laws because he's pretty uh, he's pretty all right with the Spanish, and we start having a conversation. And then I start getting in Google because pretty much anytime I don't know anything, like I don't know something, I don't know a lot of stuff. First of all, I don't know a lot. I don't know, I don't know how Earth works, how every gravitation, whatever. I don't know. I don't know a lot of stuff. I don't, and I'm okay with that because I have the possibility of learning. However. Certain things like this, I like to go ahead and look and see and find out if I can educate myself of what it is. So I go into Google 
and I look it up. I look in different places, and how do you say best man? Everybody says best hombre, padrino. But I know deep in my heart, that's not the actual translation for best man. The the translation is best man, mejor hombre. It is correct. But that's not a tradition that we normally do in like Hispanic or Latino or Mexican weddings. You know, that's not something. That's like a, a U.S. thing. So, and that's the reason why I was confused. And then I came out with, you know, we needed a word for it, you know. And I'm not going to give myself credit for it, but we do need a word for it. And I th- what I found that I feel is more accurate, accurate as far as really, really kind of sort of creating a word for that will be drum bro, caballero de honor. Caballero de honor. We have the maid of honor, dama de honor, dama. We have best men. There's no such thing. But we have now caballero de honor. So if you want to go and spread the message and say that now, whenever you am seeing, like, write it down from, I quiero que digas caballero de honor, because, you know, that's his, that's his main dude. That's his right-hand man. That's his, you know, general. The guy that uh, is there to back him up, make sure the ring's there, and there you go. He's one of the main main ones in the wedding, so why not? Caballero de Honor. There you have it. All right, so we're moving on this time. So, you know, sometimes you got to work backwards um, in certain things just to figure certain things out, right? So we talked about tortillas before, and we, talk about, we talked about tacos. However, hoy, el día de hoy, today, we're going to talk about maíz. Mice, a.k.a. corn. Yeah, we're going to talk about corn today. And, you know, I got into all kinds of uh, research videos, this and that, you know, because I like to get informed. And I, believe me, I'm just finding it as amazing as you and discovering certain things that I didn't know about, you know, as far as corn. First of all, a lot of the corn is used for livestock. Uh, of course, human consumption, biofuel, raw materials, and things like that. However, if you look at any kind of apples and things like that, you can kind of sort of trace back if you do some genetic search, some DNAs, and you can kind of sort of see where all the apples originated from. There's probably one mama apple <laughs> that began the whole, the whole different type of apples. However, most likely the original one kind of looks like kind of looks like a a modern apple, right? Whether it's whatever kind of apple. And you know, they got some weird ones now. But you will eventually find something that looks like an apple. And just for everything just about. However, corn corn is just not the uh it's just not the same. It's not you you look at the plant itself, the original plant, and then you look at the actual modern, which is actually, okay, so let me share a little quick fact about it. So the actual, they did some DNA testing. They, you know, trace back all kinds of things like that. Teosinte grass. Teosinte grass is the original that they took, and they can trace this back almost 9,000 years ago that the strain of modern corn goes back all the way to a type of grass, teosinte, that was grown in South Mexico 
close to the area of Balsas, Balsas River. Can you can you uh, do me a favor, Leo? Where's uh, Balsas River in Mexico? Like what? Get estado. So yeah, unbelievable how one and uh, you know all my research and everything that I do. I, I take everybody's feedback and everything. Of course, cer- certain corn things are not the best thing, corn syrup and different things like that. But you got to remember back cacao, right? Cacao in, in its pure form and just the cacao and chocolate by itself is consider- considered healthy for you, right? But then you put all the milk and things like that and everything else and it just it's, dilutes it and it's not the same thing. It's not no more antioxidant and things like that. All this stuff that they give it credit to being good cacao. Same thing for corn. Now, not not only corn by itself, of course, but remember what we talked about before, nixtamalization, right? So mixing it with the nixtamal, as soon as you mix it with that, it just takes it into another level. So if we had nixtamal by itself, corn, that would be a very, very healthy, healthy food. What's up, Leo? So Puebla, Guerrero, and Michoacán, Balsas River is where it crosses in South Mexico. And that's what they, again, of everything that I looked into, this is the closest that they have found that this came from. Corn that's provided to so many countries in the world. And this is where it originated for a grass. Now, there's all kinds of different other researches and things like that. There's uh, researches that came from Asia and India and things like that. Well, first of all, the Americas technically at one point were the um, Amer- the in- India, right? They were the India because everybody thought that for whatever reason, this was India and they call it Indian corn and different things like that. But it wasn't because it was in India, from India. It was because... This is what they considered India at one time because they were lost and confused. Again, Christopher Columbus, again, the boy, they love to give credit to that man. Supposedly he introduced corn, but I don't believe it. Anyways, sorry, Italians, don't get mad at me. Just, you know, you know, we got to be honest with ourselves. Dude was lost, as I said it before. So this strain of Diosinte can be traced all the way 9,000 years ago to where it originated. Now, that's wild. Right. So there's a man in Utah, a man in Utah that first uh, gave like light as far as uh, being the the one that kind of got it as close as possible that that the actual corn came from uh, Teosinte. And I can't remember his name now. Give me one moment. Let me do do me a favor, Leo, again. do me uh research the Teosinte and who discovered it was related to corn, something like that. We'll get with Leo in just a few minutes. So there's different people that bring different stories as far as what it is, but to me it's just like it's just you you came they did different different type of the Teosinte, if you if you warm it up like in a corn, cause cause it's it's tougher, it's really hard. As far as the original. So it's really difficult to kind of see corn coming out of there. But if you warm up the little grains. Oh, that's another thing. Why they call it corn, right? So corn, back in the days, like corn were the little grains, right? 
So there's certain things that still stuck around as far as peppercorn, right? Peppercorn. Well, the actual ball itself, the little black ball, that's that's considered a corn, right? That was the word that they said. So, you know, the the grain itself it looks like a little corn that they would consider corn. Little small grains, that's what they consider a named corn. Indian corn because it, they thought it was from India. Turkey because they used to feed it to turkeys and that's what they thought it was for whenever they first brought turkeys to the to Europe. What's up, Leo? What we got again? There's a guy uh, that did some uh, some research here in the States. The link, they'll send it to corn. Google that, see what it comes out with. I can't believe I didn't get that name. I'm going to get it to you before we finish the, the podcast. But, yes, the, the, that's what they used to call corn. That's the reason peppercorn is called peppercorn because there were little bitty grains, and that's the reason why it's, it's, it's that. And then, again, Indian, because of the same thing, they thought this was India, and then uh Turkey, corn, because they used to feed it to, you know, the turkeys and things like that. You can find corn, and, and this is what I'm talking about, the global Latin factor as far as the, the places that it touches. We're talking about the United States, of course, China, Brazil, Mexico, India, Egypt, Japan, Vietnam, Argentina, Canada, Indonesia, South America, South Korea, Nigeria, Russia, Turkey, Ireland, Ethiopia, the Philippines, Colombia, Pakistan, Thailand, Ukraine, all that, all those countries produce corn that eventually came from one, the, the natives or, or the indigenous people, whatever you would like, it's more polite and you feel more comfortable with, and I don't, I mean, I don't want to insult anybody, but the indigenous people, the native people that were already here, they were really good at, at, at harvesting plants and, and making them plants, and, and technically they were modifying the plants because they get the best plants. That that harvest, they look at the best corn, they get the best corn, and any kind of mutations, they take it from there, and then they go over there. And all the research that I was able to find, they, I couldn't get a, a specific as to what made them decide to take that plant and make it or why why even har- harvest that plant because it wasn't really used Uh it wasn't really like a, a great crop. However, as I mentioned before earlier, it's a possibility that they found a way to heat it up and then pop it like into a corn. Because actually when you pop the teosinte grains, it pops into a pop. It looks, it is a popcorn. It, it's, a, it's a popcorn. It's a, it's a grain of popcorn. That's all it is. So maybe that's how they found out. And before you know it, we, we get corn. I think as human beings, I think we take it for granted as far as how long we've been here, right? How long we actually been here in this planet? How long, you know, civilization came to be what it is now? How long we actually been, you know, just exploring things and, you know, 9,000 years. We can't even fathom what 9,000 years are for us. What we found? George Beetle. George Beetle. Yes. And he's from where again? He is from, graduated from Cornell. Uh-huh. I don't think he's from Utah. I want to say he's from Midwest somewhere. Ah, what can Mr. George Beetle? You can thank him for because he insisted. He insisted. He 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 put together Tilsente and corn and realized that they they actually are a match. You know, there's a lot of things that you can mix together that doesn't produce an offspring, right? So whenever these things were in, like he was mixing them up, however he did it. 
they they actually it wasn't sterile, uh, sterile. So they were able to procreate and have different grains and, and have corn. So those plants were interchangeable. So that's when he realized this has to be, and he did an extensive search. I'm talking about hundreds of plants that he did, and that's how he came up with uh, the uh, the idea that this where Tilsinte came from. Where is he from? Nebraska, <clears throat> Utah, Nebraska, so close. I was so close. Nebraska. So I knew that that's where he was from. Again, the global Latin factory is just certain things that we just, if you never, if you never knew about it, right? You just, it's just some things we take for granted, like I mentioned before. We don't really think about how it came to be. And as I mentioned, sometimes we just don't realize how much we've been here and, and moved through life in hundreds, thousands of years. We can't even grasp the idea of, you know, we think that for whatever reason, sometimes we're going to be here and everybody's going to talk about us. But probably in two generations, we if we didn't do something very significant, then most likely we're going to be forgotten. But 9,000 years ago, you know, I really feel like it, it was just like just like they found that you can mix corn with nixtamal. And I really feel like it was an accident. Just like I feel the way we found out about eating meat. It was same thing by necessity and by accident and milk. Same thing I feel that we just get so lucky sometimes as human beings. Because th- that was, uh, what we what was the word, Carlos, that we said? The lack of food? No, the other one. No food. Famine. A lot of famine back in Europe. They didn't have any kind of stuff that they, they had to go different places. And all of a sudden... They started getting flooded with different kinds of things, you know, to keep even humanity going for some time, you know. And if we keep it of its purest form, I think it's like corn with nixtamal, just to keep it as simple as possible thing is, is a great contribution to the world. And again, of course, we have all the negatives of, of everything else that corn supposedly is bad for you and this and that. But again, you just you start adding all these other stuff. And of course, that's going to be them. All right, so that's the final thought as far as I think that we just don't realize how certain things we take for granted and how long it took for those things to develop and how lucky we are as people to have certain things happen. And that's how it came to be. For the the natives, the corn was actually given to them by the gods. For everybody else, they were praying for... You know, a better source of food. I'm pretty sure they were praying to their gods too. And whatever it is that you do, you know, it's just something is for us and really pushing us for better because how is it that we get so lucky that certain things like that happen? All right, this is this episode of the Global Latin Factor. Make sure you check out the next one. Until next time, remember, we're just like you, human beings trying to elevate. Get better. We're just a little spicier. We are that spice in this global, global pot. Melting pot that we call the world. Till next time.